episode R of the Too Thick Pod, your home for all things sports, cards, and levity. I am your host, Jeremy. I am joined none other by none other than uh, new name, Manny underscore cards. Manny, what's going on, my friend? What's up, everyone? I'm so excited to be recording an episode with the great Jeremy. Um, I just had a hot chip and I'm sweating right now, but we're going to push through and because I'm excited. Jeremy's excited. I hope you're excited to have your hobby release for this week. Bears. Bears. Yeah, I was like, hanging in the back. I thought I would record from the card shop today. You know, you have the little bears action in the background. I thought you were pointing at your bald head. I was like, man, that's a shiny head. Oh, man. Oh, I'm not even freshly shaved. I haven't shaved in like, uh, you know, maybe 16, 18 hours. So I got a little bit of stubble going on. Yeah, yeah man. It's been, a, it's been a long, long, long week. This episode usually drops a couple days earlier. So I appreciate everybody's patience as I work through real life. And we're coming off the heels of a holiday weekend where me and the fam spent the entire duration of that holiday on the road, driving from state to state doing card stuff yeah and, there I you, mean, you, hey. and, and just a big shout out to our our technician our associate our you know operator who handles all things technical manny because strictly i have been a bag of shit I, I forget to click the buttons when i do click them i click the wrong ones and <laughs> you're just keeping the, the stream going man so i appreciate it yeah no problem um no i i i appreciate like you said before your hustle you were in Cleveland on Saturday. Then you got through your show. What was it, like eight hours? Well, you're up at like butt, butt duck of dawn um, <laughs> getting coffee. And then you stand for eight hours. You don't allow your family to sit. Then you drive on Sunday to trade night in Ship Shawana. Yep. Then you stand for another, what, five hours at Ship Shawana. And then we're up until like two o'clock in the morning. We go to sleep. Jeremy's like, I got to have my coffee. Wakes up at like five o'clock, drives to Starbucks, 40 minutes to Starbucks, gets back, picks us up. We stand for a whole, the whole day for the Ship Shawana show. So I got to give credit for you. I can never complain when you are uh, doing what you do. No, man, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I will say that come trade night, which was an absolute blast. I'm not going to speak too much on the Cleveland show. It, it was a good good show. Bought and sold some stuff. Courtney did a scavenger hunt. That was cool. Ship Shawana was the trade night continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Sold and bought a ton. Had a monster deal that truly, it, while it was going down, you're thinking to yourself, if this happens, this is great. It was a deal where both parties walked away. Everybody, everybody felt great. And then mm-hmm. the very next morning, before the show even started, I had already made my money back and still had a lot of cards plus the monster card, you know, in my opinion, a monster card that I wanted out of that. However, trade night as we build our little community, Reckless Cards, Too Thick Fam, we're at the hotel, Ship Shawana, Indiana is a dry county. Uh, was, so we posted up, so we knew, we stopped and got, you know, beer and stuff like that. We always welcome people. Hey, if you want to come to the hotel for a little post-trade night action, you know, we, we like to have a couple of beers, rip some wax, and I bought a bunch of stuff, so we were pricing it. So by that time, come Sunday night, I was feeling a little bit tired. I'm not going to lie. 
Well, then some people came by and it was like, hey, how are you? And then some more people came by, hey, how are you? Then some more freaking people came by, hey, how are you? Next thing you know, we had our own little mini thing going mm-hmm. on in the lobby of the hotel, which was cool. I'm not complaining. Well, now I'm going to complain because I'm trying to be sociable and I appreciate everybody. I want to talk to people. But I also know I've got like a stack of cards that I want to price. I've got a box of soccer I want to open up. And quite frankly, I was starting to get tired. So we were able to power through. It was awesome. And the whole piece about going to bed at 2 o'clock and sleeping does not work for me. As the kids slept in the suite on the other side of the room and me and Court were in our bed, I laid there. And even though I was exhausted, my mind was racing and I couldn't sleep. So I started looking at cards that I want to buy, look at cards that I want to sell. And next thing you know, the alarm went off. And I was like, well... Time to drive 40 minutes out of my way to get Starbucks, <laughs> only to get there to find out their nitro machine was broken. So I went with shaken espresso, which was not very good, and coffee, and either way, powered through. Powered yeah. through. Yeah, that 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 after trade night that when we were all in the hotel, it was funny. You were doing your cards, and what I was thinking was like, I'm starving. And I sat in a corner and ate ramen noodles. You guys were comping cards. I didn't want anyone to talk to me until I was eating, done eating my ramen noodles. Um, but trade night, let's talk about trade night. Because, yes, you had like a big bulk deal that you bought. And I'm looking at these cards and I'm like, dang it, these are some good cards. But I, in myself, but I'm like happy that you're getting the deals. Because I heard him say on one of the cards, it was, uh, was it a gold Martinelli or something like that you had a mosaic and when I heard it with the price what he want I turned and I was like I turned to Courtney and it's like Jeremy's getting a good deal with this block deal um and I was like pretty pumped about it because I know you get really excited when you get good deals um and and not just getting good deals but the other person on the other end is really happy as well that's what I've learned like from you going to these card shows it means a lot to get a good deal but it also means a lot to gain a person that you could talk to if they ever come with cards, they know that guy knows you specifically to buy soccer now. So he's going to come back to you if he thought you gave him a good price. Yeah. So, and what happened was as he was looking through his stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm asking questions. We're mm-hmm. conversating and I am truly being friendly. However, I'm paying attention to what he's saying. And he had just a hodgepodge. He had some baseball, some UFC, some soccer, some basketball, some football. And so I was like, hey, so what do you collect? What are you looking to do? And he had like, everything was raw except for like three or four slabs. So I thought, and he was walking around with like one of those cardboard PSA boxes. And I thought, man, this might be an opportunity. Somebody's just trying to get into a big card. And so as I was looking through everything, I'm like, hey man, any chance that you'd be interested in selling the whole lot? And he paused for a second. He's like, I didn't think about it. So I said, okay, yeah, cool, man. No pressure. But like, if you're interested, I'm, I'm ready to sit down. Let's make a deal. So ultimately he said, yeah, that's cool. I think the idea of a large sum of cash and to consolidate was appealing to him. Now he went through and there was like four or five cards that he wanted to hold on to. And I was perfectly fine. And then there was some hockey. I'm like, I'm not buying hockey. I'm not buying, you know, baseball. So we went through, we comped it. Well, things were going really good. And I was really excited. I had that feeling like, okay, we're going to get a deal done. We're both on the same page. We're looking at things the same way. And his friend came up and I probably killed 
a lot of deals for you, right? Yep. Like not being an ass, but you're my friend. And so if you're asking me my opinion, I'm looking at it. What's in Manny underscore cards, best interest. Yeah. Yeah. Go follow follow all the socials, Manny underscore cards. (laughs) But this guy came up and I'm telling you what, dude, I was expecting that to go one way. It went the complete other way. He tells his friend, he's like, no, man, you have to give him like, you know, he's got to be at like 60 to 70%. He's going to have to put time, energy, and effort out to sell these cards. He has to have room to make margin. People aren't going to overpay. And so he totally got it. And so all of a sudden I was like, my man, he helped me seal the deal. We got through. It was probably like a, what do you think? 50 to 75 card lot. You you know what I mean? And we got it done. And so that like really set the tone because I'm a firm believer that you truly make your money on the buy. It's like your entrance is when you're truly going to be profitable. And so just kind of cool to pick up some new inventory. Yeah, for sure. And like, I need to still learn how to buy in bulk. I'm still learning that aspect watching you. But as you're doing that deal, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm, we met a couple guys from Portage, Michigan. Um, Chris, mm-hmm. soccer, they were, they're big soccer guys as well. I think people realize that me and you love soccer because it seemed like everyone was coming up to us. So while you're doing your deal, this guy pulls out a um, set of three cards, and I like there's a gold Ansu Fadi auto out of Topps Chrome. And I was like, I like this card. And he was, I was talking to him. He told me he pulled it off like a retail blaster box. So in my head, I'm like, okay, he has a lot of room on this card. Right. Um, so we're, we're discussing and he gives it to me. He's like, I understand you have to sell it. And he gives me a really good deal on this. So I ended up with the Ansu Fadi out of 50 auto, um, as you were doing your deal. So it was kind of cool. Cause we're both doing a deal. I get a little nervous when both of us are doing a, uh, um, like deals with people because the tape don't, we're not watching the other cards. I get, that's my main fear is people taking cards while we're not watching them. Um, but at least we had Courtney and the kids, they were looking out for us. Um, because me and you at some points, we're both looking at cards to buy at the same time. Yeah, it, it scares me, uh, that, you know, because especially on a trade night, people are, there's just cards everywhere mm-hmm. and I am so keen on providing good customer service and treating people with the utmost respect. It's really easy to become laser focused right here. Meanwhile, you've got thousands of dollars of cards right here and they could easily walk away. And so working in the buddy system, which we've talked about in the past is really, is, is really conducive to, you know, success in my, in my humble opinion. But yeah, in the, the crazy thing too, about conversating is we ended up doing another deal. I did another deal with that same group of guys, because now you're, you're grad gathering, you're like a hunter and gather of information over there. I'm over here in our free time. We're sharing that information. And so I was able to go pick up, and this just so happens to sitting here. I wasn't planning on showing this card was they had this uh, gold Holland out of 50. Yep. Wasn't even priced. Wasn't anything. And had I not known, I wouldn't have gone over there. And I went over there for that and the the Holland Red Refractor out of five that, you know, unfortunately we couldn't I keep, pry from their hands. I keep asking him. <laughs> I keep saying, when are you going to get rid of it? But yeah, like the cousin, it was his cousin, and he's like, "You guys like soccer? Go in the, we're over here. Come check out our table." And I was like, "Jeremy, me and you have to get to this table because he's not coming back tomorrow to the actual show." Yeah, we and he get, he just gave me a good deal on some on a thotty, and they. They basically just rip cards and sell them. 
So we went over there. We got some good deals. We made some good friends out of that aspect. We met a guy named Patrick. Um, amazing cards. He showed me one card. It was an Albert Pujols and Ichiro Top Chrome rookie. And they both had like the uh, autographs on them. So he had to go. That card had to go to Albert Pujols, get it signed, go to Ichiro and get it signed. And then he had it in a Beckett slab. I really wanted that card. Not at the price that he was asking, but he had a one-on-one Neymar. And I was really interested. The Titan Optic, the Optic Titan. And me and you were both kind of interested in it. Um, he was a little high on what I wanted. And I told him, let's think about it. Are you coming back tomorrow? And we were able to make the deal tomorrow, the next day. Um, so I made it. We made a couple deals with a couple different guys and made a couple friends. So I know he, Patrick, he's from, I think, Missouri. He's said if he comes back up, he's going to come to us and see if we want to get some cards from him. The, spending that time with um, Patrick was was good as well because even though that night, I don't think either of us made a deal with him. Before the close of the show the next day, we had both done deals with him. Mm -hmm. And you could tell, and I don't know if you can feel this. I feel, I pick up on these feelings pretty strong when I'm interacting with people is you can tell that there was a level of comfort in dealing with us. And it was almost like you can put your guard down and we can just have an honest conversation. If it works out great, yep. if it doesn't, no big deal. Yep. Yeah. And he like straight up was saying like, okay, this card, I don't have room. I want to keep, I have a little price a little higher because it's mine. He's really passionate about his cards that he has just like all of us. Like he seems like the type that doesn't like to sell that much. So I was, I was happy that he were, was able to let go of that Neymar for me um, at the price he did. Um, yeah. Cause he came down 25% and then sweetened the pot and threw in, I was at a Western McKinney SGC 10 red press proof, right? Yep. Yep. He was like, here, I'll sweeten it. Cause I told him, I was like, I got all cash. Would you go down to this price point? And he's like, yes. And then at, that was at the beginning of the show. And I didn't want to waste majority of my money cash flow on one card with, cause we were trying to buy cards. And I was like, Oh, come back when you're about to leave. And then he, before he left, he's like, all right, I'll sweeten the deal here. Take this SGC 10. But I, once I leave, this is, you only get the, uh, the Neymar, I was like, all right, I'm sold. <laughs> You've just made it way better. Um, and we, we went that way. And then I sold some cards, got more cash flow to buy some. So, And then and, and big ups to Patrick because then I bought this from him. The messy top's finest orange out of 25. And I was speaking with him, and I think he was trying to buy a bigger card. Yep. And he said, uh, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm trying to get over here. And then he did the same thing with me, sweet in the pot. He's like, if you can just pay me what I paid for it, it's yours. So yep. I said, okay, cool. Later, I had somebody come through and there were some guys. Uh, when word got out that there was soccer at our booth, yep. uh, that, that one showcase got a lot of attention. Attention, yeah, because there wasn't a whole heck of a lot of soccer as a whole at the show. So to have the entire showcase just filled with like, you know, pretty cool soccer. But the guy came back and he's like, oh, you, you bought my Neymar. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, just out of curiosity. I'm like, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to. It doesn't make any never mind to me. But what did you sell that for? And the guy told him, and sure as, sure as hell, Patrick was being 100% honest. That's what he, yeah. you know, he didn't say, yeah, I bought it for, you know, and I'm just using arbitrary numbers. I, I paid 1000 In reality, he paid 500 you know, because there are people who, who do that. And so I just thought that, like, 
all right, so now we've got two days dealing with this guy. We created a relationship. It's very honest and transparent. And I know in the future that when there'll be a, another level of comfort working with him and it'll be that much easier to get a deal done in the future. Yeah. And like I said, it, it was all in all, the Ship Shawana show was a great show. We had four tables and it was good working. Like I was always anxious because Jeremy trust me to like basically make deals on his cards. And it's, it, I still at that mind frame, like nervousness when someone tries to offer me a card and, I, and it's not mine. And I'm like, yeah, it's sold. Yeah. So I, I had to get over that. And I was like, I would always go, Jeremy's buying. I'm like, all right, he said a percentage and it's under it, but let me go ask Jeremy. And I sometimes waited, but sometimes I was like, I don't want to be rude to the customer that's waiting so I'm like, Jeremy, quick, please, sorry. Would you take this for this card? <laughs> Jeremy, you would give a quick, yep, because you wanted to get back into buying. Um, so I did feel bad interrupting some of your uh, deals that no, way. No, please don't. Wanna, it would be like, I, would, I said, hey, Manny, don't sell these cards for anything for like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. And then Manny's like, hey, they offered $999,999.99. Will you take it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. We can, we can take that. It's, it's nerve wracking. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, we're excited. We're going to be at, in Traverse City in a couple weeks, right? September 24th at their yes. show. Um, yep. we'll, be, we'll be set up there. Um, we won't have four tables. Thanks, Mark's Cards, if you're watching for the four tables. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, <laughs> but but it, it should be a fun show. It's a new scenery. I mean, Traverse City's like, awesome to go to um but can i can i touch on something that i just want to i we never we hadn't spoke about this but you mentioned it and i want to give you some credit from from when we met to where we're at now when you saw that ichiro pujols card Mm -hmm. you really liked the card Mm -hmm. you got that you got that glow maybe you felt a twitch in your pants i don't know what was going on but you legitimately (laughs) like that card and I thought it was I thought it was a badass card. Obviously, I'm not buying anything with pool holes on it just because I'm a, I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah. But what I was impressed was you took some time and you reached out to several people to get an idea and understanding of like where that card's at and where you can expect it to go. Mm-hmm. And by not reacting to your emotions and how you're feeling and keeping a level head and reaching out, utilizing your resources. I thought it was really very mature of you and very <laughs> responsible. And I don't mean responsible like it's your money. You spend it. If, it, if yeah. the card makes you happy, it could be the greatest buy ever. But I just thought it was like a true step up in what you've been doing through your uh, your hobby oh, yeah. tenure. Well, I needed to do something different. I kept losing money. So <laughs> once, once, I, once a deal – like once someone – when I'm trying to buy something, they say, I love this card and – I didn't want to let it go at the price. I'm like, all right, uh, it's too much for me. Move on. Even if it's like the best card in the world. So um starting to realize that my thing I need to realize is still to buy bulk, like lower end, learning how to buy lower end bulk to um, for like shows. Cause I'm usually buying in that probably 200 to a thousand dollar range. And I'll buy like two cards off that. And then I'm done. I want to start buying more with less. Sure. Sure. I love finding the guys who do, like soccer to you and me is such low hanging fruit because we, 
we don't follow it like compared to like uh, LAFC Gunner or or some of those folks, but we have like a pretty good understanding of soccer. And yeah. so I love when the guys walk up and they're just like, ah, give me 20 bucks. This shit doesn't mean anything to me. And you're like, oh, yeah, Holland, he's decent. Yeah. Messi, Gavi, Pedri. Like, <laughs> that stuff's cool. I yeah. will say just from the vibe of the show, um, quarterbacks are still king when it comes to, to football cards. And then I would add that the, like, just say like the 30 to like $300 cards were the ones that moved the the, the most. Yep. Those were, and and so just just worth noting, like you, we see Ryan's cards all the time on Twitter, and the guy just like you know spends one hundred fifty thousand dollars on big ticket cards and is able to sell them with with super ease. Yep. At this show, I didn't see a lot of like big big cards moving, and I'm talking. Let's just say like. $2,500 and above, I didn't see a moving. We had a, uh, a Zion case that probably had a half a million bucks walk up to our table, and it was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. LeBron, <laughs> rookie, black refractor, Kobe autos, Jordan autos, like dual autos. Like, it was sick. But, yeah, the um, your point about the lower to mid-tier cards graded, I just think that that's just – still a real good easy way if you're willing to put in the work to just churn your inventory and make margin and build up the bankroll yeah of course because when you get the higher cards you risk being stuck with your funds in these cards and you can't sell them because they're harder to sell you have to find the right person which sure i mean with the lower end you could like you said turn your inventory you make a couple bucks and you're 20 you make a $20 $20 here, $10 here, but you're always rotating and moving up. Sometimes you're waiting, like at an $800 card, you're waiting to sell it, what, three weeks to sell it for 1000 You made 200 bucks. Woo, while on your hand, you made $200 on your $0.20 cent, um, boxes. So that's kind of what I'm learning as I'm going. But um, quarterbacks, I, I, I do want to, huh? Go ahead. I, just before we switch to quarterbacks, I actually was messaging somebody today and – they do a pretty good job as a side hustle. And I think, and I'm not, and, and because I haven't spoke to them and got confirmation, I think they want to make this the full-time, the, the full-time gig. And they were asking me for like a piece of advice. And I would say like, I don't know what your goals are, but at the end of the day, if your goals are, you know, to be profitable and to make money, social media can lead you astray. Like mm-hmm. I could sell, we will, and I was telling you this before we got online, we just had like 35 cards come back from PSA. One of them was a Lou Alcindor rookie. That's pretty sexy. But everything else is like, let's just say 30 to 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Nothing sexy. I'm not going to make an Instagram post about it, but quietly behind the scenes, when you can 2X your money every couple weeks, and or even like 50% your money. That's a big deal, but it's not sexy. It's not what you see. It's not like NT or flawless RPAs that are low numbered. It's stuff that like the, the the common collector can can purchase. And so, you know, just be careful with social media. That's all I'm saying. Well, with social media, I'm going to throw my opinion, and uh, I want you to see what you think about it. Um, and I want I want someone to comment. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but. The Justin Herbert two sales are kind of bugging me. Um, 
And the reason is, did you see Golden Post that NFL Shield sold for $1.8 million? Yep. Well, a couple days prior, a private sale of a black, the black one of one sold for 1.1. Just before the Shield sold. I'm putting on my little tinfoil hat and I'm like, did is it the same seller for both these cards? And he wasn't getting what he wants. So he's like, private sale. Let me sell it to my friend, Jeremy, at 1.1. Jeremy, give it back to me. <laughs> hey, here's the receipts. You should give it right back. I'll spend, I'll pay 1.2 million to get it back. And guess what? My shield, NFL shield, Justin Herbert, just went up to 1.8. Isn't it crazy that this is we call it a hobby, right? It's supposed to be fun, escapism, all that good shit. And we both naturally like now anything that happens, we look at it like you know with a sideways eye. Yeah, like, I'm putting my conspiracy. Uh, I don't know. Maybe tell me in the comments if you agree. Maybe I'm just like overthinking it, but it's just weird. It's really weird. Those two are like really. I mean, it is NFL season started today. So maybe that's the convenient of like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense why two two of the biggest cards sold this week. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just – maybe I'm seeing aliens oh. and Bigfoot. <laughs> Dude, all I know is there was – what was it that sold for like 1.6? Was it – there was like a triple logo man or something. I don't remember the exact card, but it sold for like 1.6. It was like – um, um, three Hall of Famers compared to an NFL quarterback who has not won an MVP, has not won a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And so, it, man, people like to people like to to gamble. Man, I, I don't I don't know what else to say. Yeah, well, that's a gamble with these second string quarterbacks. Week one just happened, and let's see, Tua missed a he. He looked. You mean second walked. second year, not second string, or are you yeah. saying they all suck and they should be second string? <laughs> Pretty much. So second year uh, quarterbacks. You had two of them miss wide open. Tyreek Hill, yes, they won. Mac Jones is hurt. You have uh, Trey Lance losing his uh, debut to uh, your Bears, but Justin Fields. Ah, Bears. How did Justin Fields look? I know it was really wet, so I guess you could give him that. Right. Brutal field conditions, torrential downpours. <laughs> Bears, Bears aren't expected to win a game this year. You have the loaded San Francisco 49ers coming into town yep. with that vaunted defense, all the tools on offense. Bears are down 10 nothing, and Justin Fields leads to a 19-point comeback. <laughs> I mean, it's a 10-point comeback, but 19 unanswered. Yeah. So, I mean – Hey, here's what's crazy. This is the first time that I remember in a while the Bears winning a game because of their quarterback. They've won games in the past in spite of their quarterback. This is the first time they won because of their quarterback. His ability to scramble, do stuff on the run, bootleg, and just like impromptu was, was rather impressive. Now, realistically, seven, eight weeks down – the road when the Niners are healthy, they've got some chemistry. The the game is not played on that surface. Is it a, pot, a different outcome? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Niners shot themselves in the feet today. I mean, it's like 
at one point they had like 83 yards and 83 and you know penalties like 10 penalties just like totally killing themselves so yeah. i almost wonder if it's like uh maybe they were looking to week two because week one they just thought it was going to be an easy dub versus the bears and you know Credit to the Bears. You know, they showed yeah. up on Sunday. They did what they had to do, and they got the dub. Well, congratulations, because my team's shit in the bed right now. They're down 12-3, to 3, so we suck. Um, Trevor Lawrence is another second-year quarterback. They lost. He lost to the Commanders. So you have all these second-year quarterbacks that people are paying all this high money for, and are they all going to be bust? Oh, the one that actually looked really good was Davis Mills um, against the Colts. Didn't do yeah. too – like, he wasn't, like, a Hall of Fame. I'm a, like, you guys, when I say good. But he, I mean, pretty much had his team into victory. Did they win? I Or was it a tie? Overtime tie. They tied, yeah, 20-20 to the goal. So, big ups to Houston Texans for the tie. I know I know. A.J. Cardwax isn't going to like this, but uh, kind of a disappointing day from the Colts. Like, I know they came back and they were able to get the tie. But you wonder if this is one of those games when it comes down to week, you know, 16, 17, that they regret not being able to beat, a, you know, because on paper, the Colts are, what, a Super Bowl, yep. you know, Super Bowl contender, and the Texans were not even a playoff contender. Yeah, I think they're yeah, yeah. they're projected to win, like, three or four games. You know, so, I don't know, it's just something about draws in the NFL are weird. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- I almost feel like I would rather lose the game. Yeah, it's which is weird. weird. Yeah, it's weird. I because I, I, I hate losing, but I almost feel like I would rather lose the game than a, like a tie. Yeah, I mean soccer tie. I feel like soccer's known for like the ties, not NFL. And it seems like there's a tie every year in the NFL. Well, I will say, week one was kind of, uh, you know. Patrick Mahomes basically laid his meat on the table. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> he said, you guys making fun of me about not having Tyreek Hill? I'm about to throw five TDs on your ass. <laughs> yeah, he he just he just let every, reminded everybody, like, hey, I'm pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, because his prices were just, like, dropping. Yep. And then I wonder how many people were watching that game today because I had it on while I was working on some card stuff in the background. I was like, that guy's a bad boy, man. That guy is a bad freaking boy. For sure, everyone jumped ship to Josh Allen. And, what well, I mean, Josh Allen did do really well. But, like I said, uh, Patrick Mahomes said, hold my beer, Josh Allen. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah, it was, it's been – it's been. I don't want to spend the whole episode talking about the NFL. Like, everybody's going to play Monday morning quarterback. But it, it was good. I'm excited to have football back, but I'm also sad because I don't have enough hours in the week to begin with. And now I just lost a day to the NFL. Mm-hmm. because yeah. that's, let's face it that's what Sundays are and then like you and I'm sure you're the same way you look forward to that bye week because that's like a Sunday you can do family stuff and not like be glued to the phone like, yeah oh, what's going on what's going on but you're you're different you're not into college football as me so Saturdays is like so the whole weekend shot for me Saturdays it's Michigan State Sundays it's NFL <laughs> so it's it's horrible for me I don't know how Kaylee stays with me well, if Northwestern was ever like, I'm pretty I, like they were losing to Duke with like two seconds, and so I turned it off. So I well, just won. Northwestern beat Duke. Yeah, and I think Northwestern. Beat no Duke. way. Yeah. No way. No way. I'm gonna hate see. myself because I'm never the guy that turns off the game. 
Like I am oh. always like they they could be down seventy five to nothing, and I'm like, nope. I need to continue watching. I need to continue. Watching oh no, the they lost. They lost. They lost. You're right. Dang it! I thought they won. Whew. I was about to be like have conflicted feelings. <laughs> no, so, but here's lost. the every year Duke sucks at football, and like I swear, like every year, even like the years when Northwestern has a chance to go to the Rose Bowl. In the, or they play in the championship game, get their ass kicked by Ohio State. Yeah. There's always, like, that one shitty loss to Duke. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, so, like, even if I was in the college football like you are, like, week two, I'm done. Because you don't go – you don't go to a championship game in a season when you lost to fucking Duke Blue Devils in football. You guys are too busy doing calculus, so it's okay. That's all, that's all right. You know what? They, they can win on the football field. We're going to win in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, let's talk about um, let's talk about your uncut sheets that everyone's now selling their uncut sheets because of uh, Mr. Adam doing the research of like of all research on finding out about those uncut gems being uh, trimmed. Now these dude. PMGs are available. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, there's a. You, there are some fucking sleuths out there, man. You don't want to, you don't want to be caught slipping in this hobby because there is somebody that's going to catch your ass. Yeah, I, I just like I, I, the only ad or take I have for that is like how impressive it is that like something like that can happen. And you, I got to be honest, Adam could be totally full of shit. <laughs> he could be. But the way he speaks and the way he presents it, I'm like, yeah, that's good for me. That's how it was. When he was like zooming in, he's like, there's white right here. I was like, yeah, I don't see it, Adam, but I agree with you. Yeah, and then when he got Spinatron involved, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's case. Spinatron. And they they all messed up. They all messed up. (laughs) That's hilarious. But, yeah, be careful. Um, These uncut sheets, what I got, I just want to let you guys know, they don't have a serial number in the back. Um. I don't know how it went through BGS, but just be careful. Like these, this P, this PMG uncut sheets going for sale. It's going to be sold. Potentially could be trimmed. Just be wary when you're buying PMG cards for now. That's kind of yeah. what I wanted to bring up. Yeah, no. You, well, I mean, shit. There's every day. There's something that is being sold that shouldn't be sold. Like, and it's crazy because now these people will pull up like. Yeah, this card was actually an SGC slab. It was an HGA slab. Now it's an ISA slab. Yeah. Like, like, like nuts, man. Nuts. Well, the, the ones that Adam found were in BGS. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's crazy. I Like, I give it up to Adam because, like, how do you, like, put two and two together like that? That's crazy. He needs to be, like, an FBI detective. What are the odds that he would be looking for it? Or I like, know. you know, I would love to. See, you know, it would be fun is like to see people's eBay save searches. <laughs> yeah, so I could do better on mine because mine just says PS10 book or PS10 yeah. this. PS10. Yeah, well, you're missing the A, so that might be why you're struggling <laughs> oh, shit. a little bit. <laughs> no, but also, you and me aren't looking at precious metal gems. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, not at all. We're not, we're not, not quite there yet. Yeah. But I would, I would say, you know, with all these, with that being in BGS, I wonder what happens when, um, like say like new arena or tag or whatever the case may be, all these grading companies, 
Yeah. How do you even keep up anymore? How do you feel about that? There's always like the big three. I think, well, you have SGC, BGS, and PSA, right? Arena, now with Derek Jeter um, coming in. Uh, I don't know how it, like, yes, they have a big name or with like the backing of with Derek Jeter. I don't know if people are going to trust them. It depends on how it sells on the resale market. If this arena sells just as much as PSA and the costs are lower, people are going to go there. Um, I saw, I what was it? ISA was at Ship Shawana doing um, card reviews um, for what, 10 bucks for card review. Yeah. And you could, I mean, they have good staff. Like they know what they're doing as grader. Um, the problem with me with all these grading companies, it's all human error. Like there's different human errors to each one. You could send a PSA card back to a PSA, it gets a different grade. You could send the SGC card to SGC, gets a different grade. I just want like a whole standard. Let's make it AI um, and let's just make it a whole. St- I'd rather have the accurate grade than someone telling me this looks like a nine today. And then when I resubmit it, it's a 10. So if I'm being downright, just brutally honest, I was. I'm always like, hey, we need more competition because ultimately we, the consumer, benefit. Mm-hmm. We did the whole HGA thing. And, you know, I was mindful of what it was, right? No, I was not arguing with people. I wasn't fighting with people. I wasn't saying, hey, this is better than PSA. But for a moment, uh, a short period in time, we were able to utilize, like, I think the novelty of the slab, the custom mm-hmm. artwork, all that stuff, how it looked. With like low to mid-end cards, we are able to get cards back. And while PSA was shut down, nobody knew what BGS was doing. SGC talked to grip of shit, bring us your cards. They said that, and then two weeks later, they were shut down because they couldn't mm-hmm. handle it. Mm-hmm. It was a nice little like alternative. Like we were yep. waiting in the queue. Um, but then ultimately, they did the same thing the others. They couldn't keep up. Yep, And I think think based on the way they interacted and some of this like i think they just had some poor marketing ultimately they, I, I don't think they they end up being a legitimate player in this space nope. so with all that being said i'm gonna let other people be the guinea pigs for all these new companies you, you know what i mean like and yeah. i and i hope i truly hope that some more are successful where on any given day you have your pick of the litter you can send your cards there and you can still like, you know, get a, a very similar ROI, yep. but ultimately, ultimately gun to my head right now. I just don't see it. Yeah. I I don't, I don't either. I like, I don't know, but we, we, me and you don't like, we'll ever shit on a company like these guys do. Like, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not. I'm yeah. Not, no, no. We'll be clear. We won't, but we're, we're the type that we want to give everyone a chance. And like you said, BGS was king 10 years ago. Now it's PSA. There's always going to be the next thing. And I, I appreciate it. I mean, the hobbies adapt adapting. I want like technology involved. Yes. People are going to get ticked, but I want like that technology grading my card. Yeah. I get the true grade. I get a true grade. Yeah. I, uh, I want, I want them all to be successful. What I'm yeah. saying just in this instance, I'm not going to kill myself. And waste my hard-earned dollars to yep. find out whether or not something's going to be successful. I don't have that overwhelming feeling where, like, 
I have to be first. This could be something. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to sit back and watch it play out. I will say, like, the things that Tag are doing, you know, with the custom, like, you get, like, a case that you submit your cards in, and it's serial numbered. So I think it's, like, an anti-theft sort of thing. The QR code where you can see, like, exactly how your card was graded and why. Like, the clear slab, that all looks cool. But, you know, the rare edition slab looked relatively decent. What's going on with that? HGA slabs, like, felt good in hand and, for the most part, looked decent. Now, I will say sometimes they catch some shit based on what you, the buyer of the slab, selected for a custom label. Mm -hmm. But those felt decent. But for me right now, it's just too much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 100% agree. One one card, like, thing that I do like at card shows, like, kind of when we talk about ISA, is that – um raw review right there um dallas card card uh wow dallas card investors um they go to shows and i would buy raw give it to them and then they give me like grades on site within the hour so then i know what to submit to psa i'm not great at like knowing but that's a good deal like having that on at a card show so i i do i do enjoy that a little bit more at national sgc was doing it and yep. people were taking advantage of that bgs has done it so I think we're going to see a lot more for you and I just because we're in Michigan. We're going to see a lot more ISA yeah. available. And spending $10 to get a professional opinion prior to sending it out to, you know, PSA, it's a hell of yeah. a lot better than sending something in, let's say, like Express or, you know, for 100 150 300 bucks, only to find out it's 6 7 or 8 where if you would have just spent 10 bucks, yep. you would have known the dealio. Yep. And in, also with Arena – uh, I think part of what they're launching is not just a slab, but they're going to have a trading service where you can trade cards and they don't have to be in a tag slab and a vaulting service. So I'm a little bit excited about this and it's not for why you would think I'm excited in the sense that from a capitalistic perspective, the more the hobby becomes fragmented and all over the place, I think there's greater opportunities for experienced, savvy hobbyists to find deals. Yep. Because I think, unfortunately, there's so many people that, you know, for lack of a better term, their head's spinning, trying to understand what the hell's going on, what's the right play. And, I mean, we consume a lot of this. I probably consume 40, 50, 60 hours of hobby content on a weekly basis, and I'm still a novice. What about the people that only spend – three, five, ten hours a week. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to keep up with all this crap? It would be like, <laughs> I wonder if it almost gets to a point where it just becomes like too much. Like this isn't even fun anymore. Just give me back like eBay and PWCC and the major auction houses. Now it's shit. There's there's stuff going on everywhere, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. There's like for example, prime example, we we kind of discussed about C, CSG green label nine fives. Those are like ten all days. When you start realizing that kind of stuff, you could gain a lot in the hobby. Um, cracking those and sending them to PSA. Um, but yeah, it, it's tough. I think. I think just that, real quick to to put a bow on that is, Probstein did his ten most watched cards today, and I I believe number one was a Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Nolan Ryan, on-card auto numbered out of like five. And it had like the hand number on it. That's sweet. But it was an HGA slab. Mm. And so, again, like with them, 
not being in hell, in, held in high regard, if you trust their grading, and I'm not saying I do or I don't, but if you trust their guard, just like, excuse me, their grades, just like CGS, do we say yeah. that right? Or CGS, CSG, I don't know. Blue yeah, block. But like, you know, with that, I'll buy a 9.5 all day and crack it without mm-hmm. hesitation because I know how they're, they're consistent and they grade hard. Yeah. That's, there's, there's opportunities like that, like with like an HGA or an ISA, like if you believe in the grading. Well, okay. Well, let's let's you kind of just stopped mid sentence and threw me off. No, no, that, that was it. I I, I kept, I've been cutting you off, man, just because I could talk about this shit for hours. No, no, no. We're, trying our, we're trying to keep want, our episodes under fourteen hours. I want to. I want to. I do want to discuss. You were talking about these white sparkle packs before you uh, before we were live, and that you're gonna hopefully buy one of these packs. And I don't know anything about them. And there's probably people out there that don't know anything about them because I want to give them a little bit of information what these white sparkle packs are and why are people buying points lately yeah so if anybody's been paying attention like the last week or two points people are like have you if you watch instagram stories or tweets it's like searching for points let me know yada 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 well tomorrow which is monday september 12th yeah monday september 12th at approximately 11 a.m. Eastern time. They're going to drop the 2021 Optic White Sparkle Pack. And really what it is, it's just three cards. It's three damn cards. A base, (laughs) a rated rookie, and one other card. And it's 5,000 Panini points. Now, normally, this is my first ever go at getting one of these packs. I've never gotten them before, but over the course of the last year, a couple of my hits and hobby boxes that I've ripped have been points. And then like through bulk lots, it shows I picked up 200 points here, 300 points here, 400 points there. So when I heard that this was dropping, I went to the website thinking I've got more than enough points. I'm going to be able to get like a pack or two mm-hmm. and found out that it's 5,000 points. And I was <laughs> about 900 points short. So I was like, I was lucky enough to pick up some points off of Twitter. I got up to 5,200 points. So I, it goes live in about 12 hours from the time that we're recording this. So I'm going to make a run and try to get a, get a pack. And the only reason, and this is going to tie back into what we were talking about, that I'm going for this is because with Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, with all of the quarterback hoopla of all white sparkle packs to get, this will be it. Yep. Oh, of course. This is going to be a good resale value. Um, so I hope you get some because there's people out there that are probably going to get like multiple ones, or is it limited? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's limited. I, I okay. really don't. But I, I'll tell you this: like we were doing the math prior. Right now, a panini point goes for approximately ten cents. Mm-hmm. So five thousand points is this essentially, basically, essentially, basically. I wish there was one more word to like to roll off. We're going to pay $500 for a pack that's going to have three cards. Yeah. And you were just shitting on Obsidian for having, what, six cards for 50 bucks a piece? Uh, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, like. <laughs> and one's a base. Yeah. And, and you know, I, there, there's a, there is no guarantee that I'm going to get a quarterback. Or there's no guarantee that I'm going to get what, I, what I'm looking for. So, I mean, it's a complete gamble. Had I not already had you know, 4,000 points loaded up, 
it's yeah. not something that I would waste my money on. For sure. Um, but let's, I wish I had, I have a thousand and we were discussing this. I have a thousand on my site. I can't sell them. I, so now I, I'm stuck and I might have to start buying points for the next trot. I had no idea this is how it worked. They gave me a redemption. It was a Fernando Tatis redemption auto. And I got a thousand points for that redemption. So I guess it turned out to be good um, because if I ask for that redemption now, they'll probably give me like 10 points. So, yeah, right. Yeah, it's just something that like, again, in the off season, you know how like everybody's buying football now. I'm, I'm full blown basketball and soccer. Yep. Obviously, yep. soccer is not off season, but you, you get my gist. When people aren't looking for points, just slowly start stashing them away. If you find a great deal where you can pay maybe five cents a point, where you can get like, you know, maybe 500 points for 25 bucks, just do that and slowly stash them away. So that way, next time it drops, you're good to go. Okay. That sounds you good. Know, what, sure. you, what, what you can do is then I could get the pack and sell it. Yeah. You probably, you that's probably the best bet for you to do. <laughs> so yeah, as you can imagine by like when i get confirmation from that i have this pack i'll definitely be on ebay and see what they're going for yeah, that's smart um let's 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 get let's switch it and talk about our favorite segment of the week and do you know what yeah. that is would that be uh let me see would that thick, be thickest of the week thick, thick, thickest of the week there we yeah go. let's go so me and you were discussing on like who's our thickest of the week um i know you have um we we picked up some PC cards, some thick PC oh, cards. Yeah, dude, Thanks, I, so we didn't even talk about that in Shipsha One. Let me give you two things real quick. We yep. sent Amelia to go buy just like I was like, Amelia, go find me thick players. And she's like, Well, what do you mean by thick? And I'm like, you know, just like really yoked, you know, like dudes whose necks like their traps go to their ears, or just like some fat motherfuckers, dude. Go get us some big fellas, some big ladies, you know, yep. just some yep. people that embody the thick lifestyle so big ups to hers because we we got we got a, a big stack of cards she had a blast doing that but also shout out to me because i was trying to make content and i decided over this past week i did two of them two of them what are the odds of you would be two potato chips that would just you would just have the worst reaction to they were fucking disgusting i tried the cardi b wrap snacks i, I was looking for any. those bastards i did not get it they were in the card shop don't ask me why. I was like downstairs. And I was like, do, do, do. I'm like, oh. And I, I had that thought, like, this would be great for content. I should film it. Like, and I have yeah. these, these these fleeting thoughts throughout the day. And I, I just don't always have enough time to take the action. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it right now. Yeah. Threw on my trees collectible hat. Boom. And then we were out the other night and they had Wagyu beef and honey Dijon mustard chips. Yeah. Both got awful. I didn't get any wop. My bars aren't any better. And now I've just got two videos on the internet of me eating chips, like just having a just an absolute appalling reaction. Well, well, before the show, I I tried these chili lemon chips, and they're spicy, but they're actually really good. So while we're trying to talk about our things of the week, I'm going to try to um eat oh, eat one. If you're on YouTube, look at this big bastard. This is going to hurt me. So I'm going to eat one of these and try to get through the thickest of the week. You're the first. I have a lot of Mexican friends, man, and they love spicy stuff. You're the first person I ever met that has reactions like this to little, little taki chips or whatever the hell you're putting in your mouth. What are you say? You good? I'm good. Okay, we're gonna talk about thickest of the week. Shit, hold on. 
Bad idea. All right. Our first candidate, and I want you to vote on what you think is the best tickets of the week. All right. Let's do it. Here's the first one. You talk it through. All right. Here we go. Yeah. My man just whipped his ass. He just slacked him. Look, look at this fella. This is my boy Chris Barnett, five foot eight, four hundred and sixty-two pounds. I kid, I kid. He had to make the two sixty-five weight limit, but he was getting beat up a little bit, and then he just put he put somebody in hell. And this is what you get. This is what you get. Look at this! Look at this! This is my favorite teleport segment. Boom! Just, everything is just perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. One more time. Let's see that one more time. My man stuck the landing. Now that is a professional athlete. That is what this is what the finest of athletic specimen looks like. Mm -hmm. I present to you, Chris Barnett. (laughs) He had a goal. Yes. Look at this. Look at this. This is my favorite celebration ever. Bang! <laughs> everything is just perfect. Oh, that's <laughs> that looks like me running into bed. That's how I. That's how I jump into the pool, and so I'm always like, I'm like, hey, Daddy's gonna do a flip into the pool, and my daughter's always like, yeah, that's just a somersault. I'm like, no, it's a flip. That's <laughs> a flip. Daddy's got hops. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was a. We'll say Chris Barnett, right. and then we're gonna do a poll. Here's our here's our next one. And this one came from Instagram. This thing's got three speeds. Here, there, and gone. It's got the power of infinity and beyond. You hear what I'm saying? It goes zero to 60 and two point eventually. I like, go go back, play it again one more time. Right. I love the, uh... Here, let me... I'm going to turn the, the sound off so you yeah, can do a play-by-play. Play. I don't need to listen to that fucking hillbilly. <laughs> All right, there you go. Oh, look at the pickoff move. All right, look at 17 <laughs> running back. He's showing the ball. He's showing it. All right, he makes the tag. Boom. And I like this. He confirms the out, and then hands go on the knees. My man is gassed. My man is gassed. Dude, it is 90 feet. It is 90 feet from home to first. It is 90 feet from first to second. My man, I'll tell you something about the big fella there. He will not be legging out a double if running. Look at there. He's at first base. Doesn't even run all the night. Look at, look at, look at. Boom. Okay. Didn't even go 90 feet and right there. He's done. He is done. He looks like a. A defensive lineman who picks up a fumble like at the one yard line and then runs it back 98 yards trying to score a touchdown gets tackled then goes on the sideline and gets oxygen for fucking 25 minutes and misses the next series yeah <laughs> that's awesome so yeah we'll, we'll, we're gonna clip or we'll, we'll basically do a little twitter thing content of piece of both these to, and we yes. want people to pick what is your thickest of the week we might be doing this every week. We found one, but I think it's better to find a couple and have the audience yeah. vote our thick, thick boy of the week or girl. Yeah, thickest of the week, man. I like <laughs> it's it. My favorite segment, I think. I, I, I like it. What I just, I think I'm gonna go 
with Mr. Mr. Doing the flip in the octagon for my thickest of the week. That would be my mine's early gonna vote. Ba- mine's going to be the base runner just because you can tell he used all his all his adrenaline for that 190 feet and he was done. I, I see that. Let me ask you this. Speaking of people who can't control their weight, Hasmanat Chemaev totally, totally jacks up UFC 279. And I, I typically don't have hard takes, but for anybody that's not knowing, he was supposed to fight Nate Diaz. It was a match made in hell for Nate. It was a wrestler who is young and by all accounts is an absolute animal. Nate is leaving after his fight. He was a free agent. So the UFC is not trying to do him any favors, giving him the most difficult matchup. They come in. Nate's one of the first to weigh in. He makes weight. And then the rumbling start that Chemayev's not going to make weight, and it's not even close. And he ultimately takes the scale, misses weight by seven and a half pounds, proceeds to flip people off. And at that point, the card is in limbo. What do you say? It's not that bad. <laughs> not that bad. You, I find it, I find when fighters don't make weight to be complete, like one of the most disrespectful and unprofessional things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because then you switch the, like you put all unnecessary pressure on the fighter who did make weight because the fighter who did make weight can choose to accept the, the fight at like a catchweight fight and take a small portion of the other, the opponent's purse. But that's not fair. Mm-mm. That is not I fair, won't. and that is not right. Because while you're depleting your body, while you're exerting yourself to make the weight, the other person's already relaxed, already rehydrating. It's not cool. So I will say it was cool that the UFC was able to fix the event. They were able to swap out three fights. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, with the main event being Tony Ferguson versus Nate Diaz, which Nate took in the fourth round by choke. Chamaya mm-hmm. versus Kevin Holland, which, I mean, Chamaya was fucking scary. Like, <laughs> he just ragdolled Holland. You, yeah. you, you know what I mean? And so, I just, just, what are your thoughts? Do you have any feedback? Yes. What do you think about all that? So, I'm going to put my conspiracy hat on again. Um, I think these fighters are friends. Yeah, they're just act Like, these fighters are, like, legit, like, respect for one another. I think Nate Nate Diaz, they knew Nate Diaz in um what's his name I can't pronounce his name um Chimaev. Chimaev was uh, it wasn't going to be a cool like good fight like Chimaev's going to kill him pretty much and Nate Diaz is a type that's like bring it on <laughs> I'm ready but and all in all it wouldn't have been a good fight Holland probably was the better fight it seemed like they might have started some backstage drama between the two. So then they could fight that same weekend. Um, it just seems like they were all like the UFC set it up to where they were. These were. It all came down to like they thought Nate Diaz and Chimaev wasn't going to be a great fight. Nate Diaz kept saying that it was. You know, he was like, "This guy's like way better than me. I don't know what UFC's doing." Blah blah blah. Maybe these guys are boys, and he was like, "All right, let's do it this way, and let's let's set up this card. Let's let's do this." And I'm going to act like I were fighting Holland in the backstage. You act like you're fighting. We'll get some Tony Ferguson going. Like, I don't know. I just think that's my conspiracy hat. hat. 
um, of what's going on. Because, like, all in all, they have respect for each other. Yes, they're fighting each other. They're going to try to pump up the fight, but they have respect for each other. I, I do believe to a certain degree that a majority of the fighters do have respect for each other. I do think in this instance, your conspiracy theory is is dog shit at best. <laughs> I, I, I really do. Because Shemayev beating Holland, your average person doesn't know who Holland is. Shemayev ragdolling Nate Diaz, everybody knows Stockton in the 209. Yeah. I don't know. And, and so Shemayev has recently started hanging out with Darren Till a lot. Yeah. Darren Till has a long history of, you know, maybe enjoying life a little too much and maybe, you know, he he struggles with controlling the weight sometimes. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know what was the reasoning for not making weight. I just know that I find it to be like just incredibly appalling and disrespectful. Um, I do think from a, like just for you and I to sit back and watch a fight, Tony Ferguson at what is he 37 years of age fighting Nate Diaz is a more like even and more yeah. compelling fight yeah. because I do think other than Nate using his cardio to go four and five rounds because against Gilbert Burns, Chimaev slowed a little bit. I really didn't think Nate other than like maybe a goofy submission or just like, you know, getting him into the deep waters. I didn't think he stood much of a chance. So I think ultimately Chimaev, who's now taking, he's gone full blown heel hurts himself by not, you know, beating the guy he should have, you know, fought. And so I just thought it was interesting. So like maybe next week, Chimaev will be a, a thickest the week candidate. And then like, I just love the absolute, like the heavyweight, all you have to do is be less than 265 pounds. And there was a heavyweight who missed weight. So it's like, man, there's like there's a lot of people out there who are listening trying to live that thick lifestyle. Yeah, I love it. That's it? No, I, I mean, I, love it. I, I don't have much. You said my conspiracy theory is dog shit. I put my little tinfoil hat on. I'm trying to think outside the box what's going on. Um <laughs> It doesn't work half the time. No, nah, probably doesn't work 10 per 10, 90% of the time, but it's in my Next head. Next week, it's going to be like, Manny, why are you being so quiet? And he's like, I'm not being quiet. Like, Manny, no, you're being quiet. You're like, I'm not being quiet. Well, it's just like every time I say my opinion, you say it's dog shit. So I'm just not going to say anything at all. <laughs> I'm not your son. <laughs> uh, I, on a, a positive note, um, the Bears are still undefeated and the Cowboys are losing 19 to 3 in the fourth quarter. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, look how <laughs> look how uh, look how committed I am um, doing this during the Cowboy game week one. Yeah, I mean, like I'm so committed of that Bears right there. You had the game on behind you. You know what I mean? There's not we're not even promoting toothpick anywhere. We're just trying to watch football and talk about sports cards. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I love I love what we do. Let's let's get into. Um, Getting to know Jeremy. Ooh, these are always yeah, – I'm always a little nervous. Yep. All right, because we don't tell each other what we're going to talk about. And there's some things that we talk I can, about. I can only imagine. As, as he was preparing, he was doing like the <laughs> – Hands up. So I'm sure he's got something fucking good. All right. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done in public? 
Ooh. That I've done in public. Uh, I was a middle schooler. Oh, boy. And early middle school. So I'm going to date. I'm going to date myself. So we had like these old Apple computers. And they weren't like Apple like you and I know. These were like old, like, like Macintosh where they had like floppy disks. And there was this feature where you could type something in and the computer would be like, you could be like, Manny is thick. And the computer is like, Manny is thick. Well, there was a girl in my class who I was feeling. I typed something that was inappropriate. And as a father with three daughters, it's the type of thing that you need to be put to death for typing. Obviously exaggerating for effect, but it's not, it's not cool at all. And so the computer said, meh, 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 inappropriate thing. And so here I am thinking, yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm the man. And unbeknownst to me, my female gym teacher was sitting at the computer right in front of me. I didn't know it was her. I just thought it was another student. And I got picked up and uh, I went to the old principal's office. <laughs> And I wasn't I wasn't scared or tripped about going to the principal's office, but I was just like that was like not cool. I didn't see that one through. It didn't play out the way I thought it would be. <laughs> you didn't get the girl. I didn't get the girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you see, I'm owning that I, I'm owning that L like a G. I'm owning that L like a G. Well, you got Courtney, so that's that's the plus. Oh, I win. I win, yeah. You win. Bless me in disguise that day. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you could eliminate, well, you got Courtney on that same line. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could eliminate any bodily function, what one, which one, and would it be like just any bodily function? Yep, any. Oh, <laughs> any bodily function. So I can get rid of pooping? Yeah, I guess so. That's weird because pooping as a single person is a lot different than pooping as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> you have kids. Sometimes yeah. going to the bathroom is like five minutes of like, you know, calm. Yeah. But I also feel like I'd get a lot more time back and I wouldn't scroll reels. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Just out of curiosity, what would yours be? Throwing up. Oh, I hate throwing up. Yeah, <laughs> that was the first thing that popped in my head. I'm gonna get rid of. Um... Damn, it's a tough Damn. one. This is really tough, man. You like coughing? Yeah. This is no. This is going to be like the kind of one where, like, I'm laying in bed tonight and I don't sleep because I'm thinking about shit like this. <laughs> I am going to. So I could like I could eliminate breathing. Yeah, so I could just like swim underwater for like hours on end and be cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, you ain't coming up into the world. <laughs> You're just gonna be in the water. I'm gonna eliminate feeling pain. Okay, that's good. Physical. That might end bad for you, though. Why? 
Because you're going to be like, shoot me. I don't feel pain. <laughs> it could hit like an artery or something. That's fine. I'll win a bar bet or something. Like, I, I still need to feel emotional pain. I'm, yeah. I'm good with emotional pain, but like physical pain, like, hey, you know what? Got punched in the face and I lost a tooth. I don't feel nothing. Got Smashed my finger heart. in the door. Yeah. <laughs> Got my ass kicked again. Don't feel anything. All right. <laughs> I, did, I, did a, I did a flip into the pool yeah and i i, I did like the, the shallow section was like, like two <laughs> oh, feet deep dude my ass at the like hit the it was not cool like i was like underwater like as much as i could be underwater because i think my body went like and i was like Ugh! like his water was like rushing in and i was like also like grabbing at my ass because I, I i bruised the old tailbone I just picture you doing it. It's hilarious. Oh boy, those. Oh, this, yeah. this, okay, if you could shift all your fat to one part of your body, where would it be? Oh man, all my fat to one part of my body. Uh, I don't know, stomach. I guess. So you want all your fat go to your stomach? I think so. What's the appropriate answer? I don't know. My, I would want my butt. Get my junk in my trunk up. Yeah, well, I... No, you said one spot. I'm going stomach. Stomach? Okay. I'll go, I'll go stomach. If you could be invisible, whose conversation would you like to overhear? Anybody? Anybody. Oh, the Illuminati. The Illuminati? Oh, the Illuminati. Let's go. (laughs) Or Big Brother or whatever. The Freemasons, whatever they call themselves. Let me just listen in for a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be the type that accidentally farts. And they'd be like, what was that? Yeah, I'd (laughs) fuck the whole thing up. (laughs) Um. Actually, no, I take that back. I don't want to listen into that. That would that would fuck my whole world up. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick with that. Whatever. If you this I will do this last one. If you get arrested, what would it be most likely be? Indecent exposure. It's <laughs> so quick. You took every every other question. You took like five minutes. This one took two seconds. Well, here's the thing. I am a tax-paying, law-abiding citizen, right? Yeah, yeah. But we have four kids. Okay. So I'm just saying if I get arrested, it's not because I'm out trying to get arrested. It's out because I'm trying to be a good husband. Okay. Okay. Love, Love you, Court. That was good. She's gonna love that. So that's all so, I, mean, I have. If if you can't connect the dots, I'll connect them for you. I'm speaking more about Courtney than I am myself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, but I mean, we got people like I don't know. We got some people out there who might not understand that. So I'm just I am a good human being. So if I did get popped, it was not because I was trying to be malicious. It was because I was, uh, you know, just trying to keep my wife happy. Mine would be you'd force me to do something and I'd do it. That's how you get that's 
I would see. I'm a good friend. I wouldn't ask you or put you in a position where you had to do something you felt uncomfortable doing. I I guess mine would be you getting into a jump by a biker gang and me coming in and trying to fight you, fight help you. No, that hasn't worked out well for me in the past. <laughs> oh, I do. Before we leave, I, I I do want to say this is how cool we are. We as a family left this past weekend. We took off on. You know, I don't know, Friday, Saturday, we were going the entire holiday weekend doing card show stuff, loading up cars, driving across the Midwest of the United States, ordering $50 milkshakes to the hotel. Yep. That we got to Shipshawana about half an hour before Manny. So I got him his hotel, got him checked in, and I was like, man, you know what? Courtney and Amelia were getting ready, Stephen was doing whatever. I dipped out of the room and I went and used Manny's hotel. I used the facilities. <laughs> and then while I'm there, my daughter calls me and is like giving me attitude because she wants Manny's room keys. And I'm like, for what? And she wouldn't say. So anyway, I get back. I give him the keys. Don't think anything of it. Only to find out that my wife and kids went and TP'd Manny's hotel room. Yeah, I got TP'd. I got poop marks in my toilet <laughs> no toilet paper for me all the toilet paper was used the reckless family destroyed my room <laughs> hey but i will tell you karma works for real because that night we had one of those like 16 ounce aluminum beer cans yeah or beer bottles and i went to open it like this and i sliced <laughs> like i was bleeding everywhere no ripping no. wax you got to tell them story. You opened it, cut yourself. You did the same thing and cut yourself again. Sometimes. You said, ow, ow. Hey, I had my kids with me and I can't, I, I tell them it's not okay to quit. So if I have to cut, if I have to bleed everywhere all over the Hilton to open a, a little bit of beer, I'm going to do it. Makes, I makes led by sense. example. Make sure that you tell your kids it's not okay to quit. That's why you got four of them. Yeah, seriously, I like I did it. This bleeding everywhere. Where can everybody follow us, Manny? All right, follow us on Instagram, Too Thick Pod on Twitter, Too Thick Pod, and then on TikTok, Too Thick Pod underscore. Um, and underscore. if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, please. It would mean the world. Comment, like the video. We will interact with you guys. Um. If you hate it, tell us you hate it. Tell us why you hate it. If you love it, tell us why you love it. Also, if you're listening to it on Apple or Spotify, it would mean the world if you review this pod for us. Um, I like to read read through them. Yeah, so go ahead and do that if you're just listening. takes two seconds. Two seconds. Other than that, we we thank you. We appreciate you. We look forward to uh, talking with you all later this week. All right. Have a good one.